Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast, brought to you by the Amador Whiskey Company. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. I'm Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much for listening and downloading the podcast. Speaking of Twitter, we had a, we had a Twitter war between our two squads... Schools that we cheer for. Twitter is all a Twitter. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is obviously a an Iowa, or a, uh, excuse me, Big Ten football podcast. Uh, but this was a basketball situation. I think it's fun and juicy enough that we'll take a quick foray out of the football world. Yeah. Especially since we're so deep into the offseason, I think it's okay. Um, anyways, give me, you, you give the, you're more of the basketball sure. guy. Give, okay. give the synapse. Housekeeping. All right, so the Illinois basketball student section is called the Orange Crush, spelled with a K, because I think they actually heard one time from the Orange Crush Soda Company to not use the C. So this has been a a thing since at least the 80s. I remember it when I was a kid. I don't know how long it's been around. Well, they've been doing a road trip every year since about... 2000 somewhere on there they just decided we're going to go on the road for one game i i don't know all the history but it sounds like they had trouble getting tickets usually like the 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 opposing team would figure out who it was and not sell them tickets so they started buying it under like an alias they started basically lying and saying here's this is a group ticket purchase that we want to make and in this instance that we're going to discuss here they claim to be the Boys and Girls Club of Illinois, and they wanted 200 tickets. So the Hawkeyes sold them 200 tickets. And then just, we're recording on Thursday, the uh, second, right? Yesterday, the first, the the Iowa Athletic Department pulled their tickets and said, we figured out who you are. These are invalid. And then... Refunded them. Refunded them, and then donated those tickets to the Boys and Girls Club locally. I think it's Cedar Rapids, I believe. Yep, Okay. So, initially, it's... Yeah, when you break it down like that, it sounds so nonchalant. It doesn't sound like a real big deal, does it? It's a, it's a victimless crime, Kurt. By the way, Illini fans think this is outrageous, and <laughs> Iowa fans think this is outrageous. <laughs> so, obviously, the very first snippet we get is the orange crush with a K spokesperson. Side note... I picture like a 22-year-old kid from, you know, name your Chicago suburbs. This is from Barrington, I'm sure. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, probably a D-bag, but liked by his friends. Yes. He is the spokesperson, and, and to them, it's a game. Because by your junior, senior year, I'm just going to make the assumption that, like, being the leader of the of the Orange Crush group it's something you got to work yourself into, but you're, by the, you don't, you're, you're not appointed the leader your freshman sophomore no. year. And don't you think it takes some Van Wilder in your, yes. in, in your system to actually become the president of the Orange Crush? I was trying to paint a picture of who this kid was. You just nailed yeah. it right there. But, but let me just say, and I might be saying this because I'm an Iowa fan, Van Wilder with a little bit more touch of douchiness, just because, because of some of the things I've heard, uh, chanted at opposing teams uh Kenyon Murray obviously father Chris Murray not a big fan of the Orange Crush collective right now not the same um, panache as Van himself no um so anyways that that 
spokesperson or whoever wrote it puts out it was like what four or five o'clock yesterday first time sounds about right yeah twitter's verse yeah and boy i mean illinois fans obviously jump in well nebraska fans you know anybody that wants to crap on iowa fans just jumped on in well and i'll go ahead and say pretty much everybody jumped on it on the crush aside yes because they were getting one side of the story. And, I, one, and now yeah. I'm getting people DMing me and hitting me up on Twitter. And I know you think I was making it up. I, I swear to you, I, I did not know what Orange Crush was. Uh, yeah, that surprises me. I mean, it's I thought that was a pretty well-known institution. If, if you would have said, given me a, a choice... Who is the Orange Crush a fan, you know, collection of? I, I probably could have picked out Illinois, sure. but just out of the blue, my thought was it was just a it was just a well-known Twitter person. The first thing mm. I did was look up mm. and see that I, you know, lots of followers. I don't follow him. This person doesn't follow me. And I'm like, why do we care so much that this individual person, you know, like husk guys or something like that? I'm like, I, I couldn't care less. Then I find out it's this collection of students that travels to the game, yada, yada. Can I pat myself on the back a little bit? Because our guy, Jason Kemp, who big fan of. He's the one that yeah, alerted me to it even happening, okay. J- Jason Kemp. Well, he, he alerted you, too. I didn't know it was happening before. Okay, no. you alerted me via text, and then I got on Twitter. Um, and he was like, hey, if this is how it is, this is Bush League. Can I pat myself on the back a little bit and say, yeah, can I see two sides of the right. story here no. first because i don't know if i 100 percent trust the source here can confirm you you did say that literally 45 minutes later something like that the iowa athletic department releases statements like uh no they posed as the boys and girls club we checked into it to see if there was accommodations that were needed the boys and girls club of that chapter, whatever of Illinois, had nothing, had no idea what was going on at that well, point. And then they contacted the the head of the Orange Crush, and he admitted he's like, "Yeah, we're the Orange Crush, and you know we did try to buy it under the boys and girls club name." And my guess is, again, I'm finding the hilarity in this. I, I want to make sure this 21, 22, maybe 23 year old kid is like, he probably was just astonished. That they pulled the, the deck. I'm sure, yeah. Like, what? Well, not to mention, he's in charge of getting 200 other students' tickets, and he failed. And they had the buses ready. Yeah, the buses and stuff are like already. That. Can't get a refund of the buses. They got a refund of the tickets. This is on the, the, the very uh, popular graph that you see on Twitter right now. F around and find <laughs> That's out. That's right. And okay, so now let's get down to it. Do you blame Iowa for not selling them the tickets? I do not. I don't either. I don't blame Orange Crush for trying, though. I don't blame them for trying either. I, I, I find this whole thing awesome. It's rivalry. Like, I don't feel as much of a rivalry with Illinois in football, but I do with basketball. And I, I feel like it's 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 more palpable, the, the rivalry on the hard court. Of correct? course. So this adds to it. It adds spice. That was the first thing you texted to me and our buddies is, ooh, this is going to spice things up for Saturday. Of course. Which is a great take. And it's going to be a story that you read about decades from now. Yeah, you think? A little bit, yeah. Okay. I hope so. Maybe if the game is fantastic, it would add to that a little bit. Maybe we should start a basketball trophy. And it can be like a fanned out bunch of tickets (laughs) standing up. Maybe on a bus to denote that they had to cancel the bus. I don't know. That's pretty good stuff. Long story short, I at some point I was just amused by it. I I never once got angry, and nope. then I won't rat out the Illinois fan that DM, that DM'd me and was like, 
truth be told, if the roles were reversed, I'd be dying laughing. As in, this the the tickets getting canceled sure. on the other side. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I try to put myself in the place of the Iowa athletic director. You don't want a big contingent of opposing fans all sitting together, all rowdy, all drunk, cheering for the other team. No, and and that's not just Orange Crush. That's it's anybody. anybody. Yeah, anybody. Um, here, there's gotta be. I've never worked at a ticket office, but there's got to be some stipulation when somebody buys more than uh, 25 tickets yeah. at once. Th- doesn't it set off an alarm? You would think. Like, who are you? You, th- you would think they would have done the vetting earlier, but maybe they intentionally, maybe they did and intentionally waited. Do you, do you, okay. That is definitely a possibility. And if they did, that's even better. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a baller move. If that's how the athletic department slash ticket I mean, office did because it. look, I, again, I don't blame the Orange Crush for trying to do it, but dude, it's kind of a douche move. You lied about who you are, yeah, trying to get these tickets. So we're gonna give a douche move right back to you. I mean, that that's kind of an eye for an eye thing, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah, or or not as cool a version as Iowa just caught it late and was like, oh man, we got to do something about this. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, so I do want to point out though that. The Boys and Girls Club of Illinois is a charity that the Orange Crush does raise okay. money for. And that's the card that I see the Orange Crush representatives trying to play is like, I don't know. I don't know if it justifies it, but and I, do, also, I don't, I don't think wanna... they're setting out to help boys and girls. I think they're, they're setting out to help themselves. <laughs> no doubt about it. I, rem- I remember being in school and thinking, oh, I'd like to sit in the Orange Crush, crush section. But then I found out you had to do all this legwork to even get in there. Oh, I'm like, nah, it's all right. Another, it's like, is there a lot of uh, cliques and, and what do you call it, uh, sororities and fraternities on oh, campus? It's the biggest Greek system in the in the country. So it's just another one there, yeah. right there inside the basketball stadium. Yeah. That's no good. I know. Anyways, good story. I was, gl- I was glad it and happened. By the way, I don't, I'm sure I came out sounding like I'm on Iowa's side or something. No, I good good work, lads. Way to go. You gave it a hell of a try. I I honestly, I, I don't see any bad person in this. I see kind of a douchey person with Orange Crush and yeah. maybe a dick move out of Iowa. You know, if they waited to the last second. But other than that, the the world will keep spinning. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. Yep. All right. Uh, speaking of the world keeping spinning, I guess if we're gonna stay in the uh, same uh, uh, athletic department and and whatnot. Um, Kirk Ferentz, since this is a, the, the day that this happened, we can kind of work our way back to, uh, some of the older stuff that Kurt and I have missed over the last couple of weeks. But, uh, uh, Kirk Ferentz had a, a press conference today, a rather contentious press conference. I think most people would say, and uh, long story short, the news that many Iowa fans were hoping for, for weeks and weeks, say months and months, uh, Brian Ferentz will be retained as the offensive coordinator. All right. During the season, and this was, I don't know, a week, I, it was probably somewhere on mid-season, I said, you got to make a change. You got to make it now. It it, and it would have been warranted in many a places. They didn't do it. But then I had just assumed, okay, he's going to find a cushy little landing spot for his son. He's not going to be back next year. And then I hear this. And by the way, I never get surprised anymore. Remember that? Correct. I'm not surprised at all. No. Lots of Iowa fans are not surprised. When anymore. he came back... I just kind of shook my head, but then I usually stop and think about it a little bit. Could it be that that week, maybe the same moment that I said, you got to make a change, make it now. Kirk made a decision. We're going to make a change. 
but Kurt, we're not going to make it right now. We'll make it at the end of the season. But that just involves, it involves a new scheme with the same coaches. Yeah. I mean, it's not like. That's what you, that's what you think it's going to be now. It has to be. The one thing I, I, the one thing I remember us saying by the end of the season, at some point late in the season was you just can't roll out this same offense next year. No. Now, if you listen to the press conference today, uh, Coach Ferentz basically said something along the lines of, we want to make sure we are acknowledging that this is not a good offense and this is not good enough. You know, the, the numbers that we've put up the last two years is not good enough. Eight wins is not good enough. This is not what we are, are aiming for. So I think he at least threw a little bit of a bone out there, like we're, we're going to acknowledge this. He got pressed by a couple people in the Iowa press. Um, he sort of answered and then meandered off into a different direction. And, you know, that's it's what coaches do. It's what coaches do. Not what I wanted to see in this situation, to be completely honest with you. Um, here, here's my hot take on the whole deal. Am I happy that Brian Ferentz is still the offensive coordinator? I can't say that I am. I'm actually more unhappy that I just have to hear this topic being discussed on Twitter again. The the Iowa football program put out some amazing defensive stats over the last six seasons. And it's just in immediately, I knew it before I even clicked on, I went in there and the first, like six of the first seven replies are people. Yeah. But what about the offense? What about the offense? Brian sucks. Brian sucks. It's exhausting that I, the, the Brian Ferentz Chetta is more <laughs> annoying to me than the Brian Ferentz offense and brother the the Brian Ferentz offense is is n- not not a good time for me. I think the Brian Ferentz offense should be more offensive to you. I I get it. Um, Maybe I, I'm I saying that because it's the off season. Understand that you're annoyed. It's one thing to be inept. It's another thing to not even try to be better than inept. You have to change. Well, I mean, I I think they're trying to. But but by not changing, you're not trying. Uh, well, in their definition, it's we're going to try, we're just going to try harder and do better. I mean, a lot of what, a lot of what KF said today was something along the lines of the injuries, the poor play from the offensive line. These are real things. I mean, he didn't directly throw it's, his quarterback it's, it's under the bus. It's going on multiple years now. Two years. The last two years have been so bad. Just two. Okay. Two. Not that, <laughs> I mean, not that the years three, four and five before that right. were good, but it wasn't a, you know, horrible. Um, so yes, it's it, they're they're it. it um, uh, I understand what you're saying there in that in that vernacular, but at the same time, I I do see the thought process of once our offensive line is moving, we we tend to have a better looking offense. So my thing is, I, it is my personal belief. I've said it before. I'm not going to change my mind unless I see something different. I believe the offensive scheme is putting the offensive line in harm's way in that we expect too much out of the offensive line to bail out the rest of the offense. So that in my, in the self is in the offense. Now the rumor is if we do, you know, off season grades or breakdowns or whatever, but the rumor is, is that the, the zone blocking scheme is for the most part getting scrapped because they have essentially made up their mind that with the, cu- the 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 changes in the cut rules and stuff like that, it is just too difficult that there will be some sort of scheme change. 
but any Iowa fan that hears that is going to almost break their neck, you know. Well, I would ju- I would believe that they'll do maybe 15% less zone blocking next year. I hope it's more than that, but that would actually be a drastic change right there. <laughs> 15% less. I'm just really curious to see post-spring, are there fullbacks on the roster? They just signed a fullback, but yeah. I think that's all we needed to know. For the right most there. part. Here, one One last thing. Any Iowa fan that is upset about this and the Brian Ferentz offense in general have that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to, to dictate what an Iowa fan should feel. The one thing though, I, I swear I have done soul searching. There is no way I would care and comment so much on another team's offensive coordinator. Like people do that are non Iowa fans. It's, mind-boggling how can it upset you that much especially when it's a rival you should be enjoying this true so it's like it makes them angry i i it is the oddest thing like i just there's just no way i would care that much about about iowa state's offensive coordinator fair i don't get it it's weird it is weird well, okay. it's the world we live in. It is the world we um, live in. But I don't know. If if Kirk Ferentz, if you're just planning on we're going to be better next year, then I just say you suspect. Something's got to be. I, I will stick by what we said before. Some, something's got to look different. Something's yeah. got to look different. Um, okay. Let's uh, let's go let's go uh, east. We'll go into uh, Michigan. How's that sound? All right, sir. I, again, this is like old news here, but Michigan co-offensive coordinator Matt Weiss gone for – Illegal email access. I well, it was called computer access crime, is what they they called it in the press. I don't know if that was the formal charge. Yeah, but that was the term that I kept seeing: computer access crimes. I mean, the first time I read the art, the headline, I'm like, oh, P O R N, you know, on a on a work computer, sure. can't do that. But that it doesn't seem like that. What it was, it was like the, what I got out of it was he was accessing other people's accounts and in, in what database? I have no idea. Or what you know how to do that. Or were you just like logging on to someone's PC? But then the same, you're going to have access to their email and everything, right? Sounds like some kind of genius, man. You want to keep that guy around. Well, yeah. So how are you getting other people's <laughs> credentials, number A? Pretty sure. I don't know. Uh, letter two, what was he even doing? Why would you just, why wouldn't you use your own? What Was Not he sure. spying on a player, another coach, a recruit, a it's I, a complete mystery to Like me. a tra- someone that's in the TP trying to find out where... Who's in touch with them? Was it like some like some weird jilted just, lover story? That's that that's something more where I thought of you know some, or, something or, non-football related. Okay, or let's go ahead and did he get thrown under the bus? Is this just something like uh, it's common yeah. for Bill to use George's PC, but it's not. We're not really supposed to do it, but we do it and. Well, we want to get rid of them, toss them right under the bus there. And then that's what happened. They they promoted within a, a young whippersnapper that was their offensive analyst. analyst. He's going to be the the quarterback coach, assist with the, the play calling and play design. So we'll see where it goes. Um, anyways, that's, like we said, a little bit of old news. But moving on uh, uh, to a different topic, but staying within the same program, Jim Harbaugh, in the time mm. that we last recorded – was on his way to the NFL, and then back, and then we, we waited long enough to record again. He flirted with another <laughs> NFL job, and then he's back. 
Um, this has become an, is this three years in a row? I don't know. He's done that. Yeah. I mean, he, there was definitely a lot of it last year. Was it? Yeah. It's three because three, I mean, we're talking Brett Favre. The 2020 season member was bad. So that was where we thought he was going to be gone. Yeah. Then he comes back and wins the big 10 and beats (laughs) Ohio state flirts with the Vikings pretty hard. Then he was flirting all around. What before the Broncos, what, who, what was it? Was it San Francisco? I don't don't remember. Was it Chicago? No, I don't. Okay. No. Um, Anyway, so he stays in Ann Arbor. Honestly, like at this point, I didn't even see much reaction from Michigan fans. I think they just basically take it in stride now. Wasn't it Houston, was it? Maybe it was Houston. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Long story short, I, I didn't even really... It didn't even make that big of waves this time around. No, it didn't. But do you think he just does it because he thinks it's fun? Like yes. he's a little kid going on a trip? Yes. <laughs> I just think he's like, yeah, I'll take the call. We'll sure. Look at her. I don't care. I also think there's just, I think there's a couple power plays going on. Sure. But yeah. I so, mean, it's got to be part of its ego. Oh, the NFL's after me. And then make sure everyone knows that the NFL's after me. Look what a great thing you have here while I'm at Michigan. Now, that probably, a Michigan fan listening to you break that down could probably, you know, view that or listen to that as a negative. But I think there's something we're both going to be pretty positive with khaki pants here right now. Um, the NCAA is hot on Michigan's trail. Yeah, I mean, there there's smoke there. I don't blame right. them for wanting to look around. Okay, with that being said. Not to mention, look how different everything is now. Than just from when he started. okay. It's a different, but these are these are th- th- college football is different than it was for sure. But these things that they're looking at him for go back to the 2020 season, like you know, uh, unlawful contact with his own football players. Right. During- yeah, yeah, and meanwhile, they're pretty ticky tack. Meanwhile, right before the bowl game, we heard of a freaking sex party that was happening down in LSU. Like it was everywhere. You heard anything about that since then, Kurt? Hmm. Do you hear anything ever come to fruition on an SEC team no, like really, that? No, it really doesn't. And I, this, this is my theory. I got I got a working theory. You just, you tell me if I'm crazy. I think it's because Sankey and the head coaches of these football programs call the NCAA. Maybe they call them themselves. Or when the NCAA calls them, they go, what are you going to do about it? They click. And you know what I think Jim said? I think he picked up the phone and said, go pound sand. You worthless collection of feckless dorks click I hope so. and swigged a big thing of whole milk. I hope you use the word feckless. It's a great word. And that is what I think Jim Harbaugh is doing. What is the, what are they going to do? What I mean, are they going to do? They no they longer have teeth. Take, they have no teeth. The, the Michigan Wolverine football program is a bigger deal than the NCAA. We you can, know, you know what they no longer have? They don't no longer have hand. They, they got no hand. Anyways, I thought, I know me and you briefly talked about it at one point, but I guess I've even seen, I, I'm not going to call this person out, but I've even seen an Ohio State fan say, at this point, I'm cheering for Harbaugh to stick it to the NCAA. I mean, when you think, when you go, I read an article, I think it was David Ubin, Ubin um, for The Athletic. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Um, shoot, I had it written down at one point. But anyways, um, uh, he went down and broke down the the tattoo scandal we, I, we ran jim trestle out of football for for his players exchanging bowl gifts for tattoos how was he supposed to control that 
by the way. And why was it ever a big? I, you know that yeah, was why, like why? that was like one of those things. Where like I, I wish I would have trusted my instincts because I mean, when was that? Mm. 2011, 10, 10, 11. I think it was 10, right? Because 11 was the year that uh, Fickle was the coach. Okay. So 10, 12, 13 years ago. I I was a bit of a younger man. And I remember thinking to myself, like, something didn't feel right. I don't understand why this is a big. And see, people were so mad. And I'm like, I, I, but I did some of that when I was at Iowa. Sure. I don't. Why wouldn't you? You know, I, I, you get so much bull crap. I don't. You don't want it anymore. Well, and by the way, had you ever heard of those yellow britches before you before that scandal? It could. It's not no. a big tradition. Right. Is is it really that big of a tradition? I, I, you get a little, you know, like a little locket of yeah, gold pants, gold pants, which is pretty cool, by the way. But um, I, I guess. But what are you going to do with that? I don't know. I mean, which? Well, I mean, once you have one, maybe they're just like and well, then, sure. So then, if you size up your 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 swag that you have, your uh, you know, Fiesta Bowl, whatever, you know, they went to, sweatshirt. Okay, I'll give you 40 bucks for that. But the gold pants. Uh, uh, so to a that, fan, that would be pretty cool, though. Big deal. Yeah. It's going to fetch more. Isn't that just trading? <laughs> if you don't have any money, is, is it illegal to trade? And now they're getting full on paid. <laughs> I, and it's only 12 years later. Thing. Stupidest thing. Oh well, and then, then North Carolina. I know we're going the way back here. Then but. North Carolina in basketball creates fake classes for their players so they don't have to go to school. Nah, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Kansas basketball, oh, God. Missouri basketball, Arizona. Arizona basketball. All of these LSU. things. And, and again, nothing's happened to those. No. So why would Mich- Why would Jim Harbaugh in Michigan care about this? In fact, why didn't Jim Tressel and their mighty AD tell the NCAA to stick it back in 2011 or 10 or whatever. I don't know. I would send just press releases of every one of those incidents to the NCAA. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Uh, If, if if what I'm seeing is what is going down, which is, it is basically Jim Harbaugh calling the NCAA's bluff. I very much support Jim Harbaugh. And I I just want to make sure that's, that's well known. Uh, speaking of Ohio State and Michigan again, no no big surprise. C.J. Stroud declares for the NFL draft. I'm sure we'll have an NFL draft specific podcast at some point, but I, I just I just want to say, him C.J. Stroud getting consistently put behind Will Levis in, in the rankings. Oh, man, I I I don't get it. <laughs> I I do not get it. Bryce Young, okay, fine, but Will Levis, I'm sorry, I just don't see it. I don't see it either. And he puts mayonnaise in his coffee, so. Yeah, and that should knock you out the first round. And I just, I haven't watched that much Bryce Young, but I just have not seen the accuracy from anybody that I've seen from CJ Stroud. I, I got chastised by non-Ohio State fans because, I I mean, I, I'm just in awe of CJ Stroud's accuracy. Me too. I I swear, maybe he's not the most accurate quarterback, like as as. Uh, far as pure percentage completions. I mean, he's up there, by the way. So, but my yeah. thing is, he puts the ball in like po- in in little pockets that I like. But it's, it's not on. Ol- it's the only place the ball could go. And right but it's in not. But it's not just on short throws. No, he does it on medium to longer throws too. I don't know. Anyways, I I'll be interested to see where he goes in the draft and how he does. Uh, Michigan got good news. Blake Corum back next year. Um, I. I I, don't, I wouldn't say it was like shocked, but 
I mean, I mean, is there something with the injury where it was going to ding him enough? Just take longer to, to heal, and he wasn't going to be quite ready for the the uh, combine. It's got a little bit of Mo Ibrahim image yeah. to it, a little bit. Like, I mean, he's surefire top three rounds, I mean, right? He, I, he just looks like a prototype NFL running back to me. It's got to be. Because, you know, a lot of times it's like, I don't know about you, like a quick running back breakdown would be um, when you see a real physical College running back. Sure. Mm, it's probably not going to work. No. Uh-uh. When you see a explosive but scat back type of guy, hey, you're a nice you're a nice gadget. Better hope you wind up in Kansas City. You right. Know? Then you got those guys that are kind of the combination of the two that yeah. you need on first and second down. Boy, that seems like Blake Corum. Seems like it to me. So now he'll make it to the NFL at some point, but he's just going to have to wait a little bit. Um, a couple of the others that I got written down here is uh, Nebraska gets former five-star tight end Eric Gilbert, uh, and then also quarterback Jeff Sims from from Georgia. So, wait, Eric Gilbert? Yeah, he has quite quite a path, quite a history to him. I mean, I don't think there's much denying for his talent, but there's something going on between his ears. So, oh yeah, can Matt Rule unlock it? I mean, it's it's incredible. He was the fifth overall recruit in. Gosh, I don't know, I don't have the class. He's been around a while. Twenty twenty class okay 2020 i think yeah 2020 class number five overall number one rated tight end and he went to lsu and he had a good freshman year at lsu he had uh 35 catches 368 yards two touchdowns that's pretty good for a first year tight end well then he decides to transfer commits to florida and was committed for a number of months i want to say i forgot hold on he flips he goes to georgia decides to go to georgia but then he doesn't play in 2021 at all. That never had zero appearances in games. And then this year, played for Georgia in, I think, only maybe three games, though, and had two catches for 16 yards. And it's not like Georgia doesn't know how to use tight ends. And it's not like Georgia doesn't win football games. So he was on the roster. He technically got two rings the last two years. Yes. But barely played. We're talking like a couple games, couple like some snaps. I, so. I, I'm not 100%, but I thought I saw he played in three games. So I, just the fact that he's been to three different programs already. Yeah. Four. four. I'm sorry. Basically four, four. Two, three, four. Yeah. yeah. Now, now it's fourth program. If you want to count Florida. So who knows? I mean, uh, um, I had said to a Nebraska fan, he's it's got a feast or famine feel to it. And he's like, well, we've been in a famine for long enough, so what's the difference? Which, by the way, was a fam- yeah. I don't want to I don't want to rat him out, but that was a hilarious uh, comeback. Um, and then quarterback Jeff Sims from Georgia Tech gonna gonna battle Casey Thompson, who's got a bad arm. I'm just gonna make a prediction. I I, I think you see Sims being the starting quarterback. Next really? Year. Yeah, I think he fits exactly what rule. Okay, well he can run the ball. He's got yep. 1166 total rushing yards, 11 touchdowns rushing, uh, threw it a 58 percent clip. Not great through the air in terms of a ratio, thirty to twenty-three touchdown to INT. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's fun. He's fun to watch. I remember watching him when he was a freshman at Georgia Tech. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. I mean, big, big body, very athletic. Very much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, a uh, uh, lot of lot of guys added to the uh, Nebraska roster. Are you currently on scholarship at Nebraska right now, Kurt? You know who is? Billy Kemp the fourth, Virginia wide receiver. That's another big pickup. By another them. one. Another one. They gotta they can start trimming down a little bit here pretty yeah. soon. I mean, we're well, so we're over hundred scholarships. That players. is that is the general yeah. feeling. That that is fifteen dudes that will not be on the team unless 
there's some magic that's getting rungs. By the way, this could be an off-season topic, but like, you know, you don't have to be on scholarship to be on the roster. No, you, you really get a don't. good enough NIL deal. Yeah, just got to register for those classes yourself and pay for them. I don't know. Boy, it's always a, it's a, it because like it's a it's a way to circumvent the, the the 85. Like it's going to happen if if a dummy like me can think it up, <laughs> it, it's it's going to happen, right? Oh gosh. And and, and 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 then I I don't know if I read this or how this went down, but um, it's been a while since we talked, so I can't remember um where I'm getting some of this stuff sometimes, but um. You know, it, it's always been rumored if you could get an off, I'm switching to the NFL real quick, but if you could get an, a, an out of your franchise deal, right? Like, okay. you wouldn't have to, like, hey, we can't pay you this much because of our salary cap issues, but we got you a deal with such and such for $14 million. Wouldn't that be a way to circumvent the salary cap hmm. and keep the player happy? I've always wondered that. Why haven't they done that? I'm sure it's. I know there's a rule that you can't do it. I just don't know how. Yeah, but how can you? How can know. you? I don't know how track you could, that or. Don't know how you could. I yeah. feel like lawyers would go to town. With yeah. That. And I don't know what would be stopping this from happening. I don't either. Okay. Um, speaking of another Big Ten West team that has been gobbling up pairs players, <laughs> Wisconsin. We've already known about quarterback Tanner Mordecai. Also, added quarterbacks Nick Evers and Brandon Locke to go along with USC wide receiver. C.J. Williams, they, they, Wisconsin is picking up quarterbacks as almost as if they were running backs. I mean, I thought it was impressive last year when Nebraska picked up two of them. Right. Uh, I'm like, no, this, there's no way they're going to get a second when they did. They got three of them. Yeah. I mean, Tanner Mordecai, by the way, started at Oklahoma. Did you know that? I did not. From Waco, Texas. Nick Evers, where did he start at? Oklahoma. He's from Flower Mound, Texas. Brain Locke, do you know where he started at? Really? Mississippi State. Okay. <laughs> but he's from Rockwell, Texas. All three of these guys are Texas guys. Yeah. That's the Longo effect. He's got some he's got some, you know, connections down there bringing people around. So obviously Mordecai's a one and done cuz he's already played 5 years, I yeah. believe. And then so Evers was a part of the 2022 recruiting class, so was Locke 2022. Actually, so was CJ Williams the receiver. So bringing a lot of youth there, but Evers and Braden Locke, one of those guys is going to end up leaving you would at some so. point. Yeah, yeah, you would think so. I mean, you look at Nebraska, Logan Smothers. Um, shoot, I'm, I'm missing a couple. I mean, unless they just are really like, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and ride this out. You would think one or two or three of these guys that we're mentioning is going to take off. But long story short is um, Wisconsin fans, uh, our, our guy Soup, they're getting pretty puffy chesty oh, right yeah. now. Well, and, I mean, and they should they should be happy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. But this is a great thing. Tanner Mordecai. I mean, he he put up. Um, oh damn. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, just at SMU in two seasons, seven seventy one hundred fifty two yards. Yeah. Seventy two touchdowns and twenty two ints. I, he's a one and done. Okay. So no he's, he's after he's done after this year. But then you want two guys competing for the the spot. So absolutely, yeah. One of them's going to leave. Sure, go ahead, leave. But I want the better one to stay. Yep. And obviously, I mean, I think they took a look around that quarterback room and was like, "Sweet baby Jesus, we need to get after it." Because yeah. I the plan that you just laid out, I can almost guarantee you that's what Fickle and the crew and Longo want to do. But you know, Tanner Mordecai is not a huge human. So if he goes down, you got to have something there. Yeah. That's where one of these guys would step up. Um, all right. So I've got, I've got the one last thing. Um, unless you had, did you have any other housekeeping items you want to, I, I, we I don't end this one is 
Kevin Warren leaves the Big Ten, speaking mm. of the Bears, uh, to become the Bears' COO, Chief Operating Officer. So how about that? We have started a podcast, uh, kept the podcast going, and in that time frame, the, the commissioner of the Big Ten took a job, had the job for a little bit, and left that job. You know, After I, having p- perhaps the most long-storied, successful commissioner not just in the history of the Big Ten, because he certainly is in the Big Ten, in the history of all of major college sports, we get Kevin Warren for three years, yeah. and he's gone. Well, you know what I feel like? I feel like I won, and then I won again. Because not only is he leaving the Big Ten, he's going to the Bears. This is the greatest thing that I mean, ever happened. I, I had mentioned, like, if there is any diehard Illinois football fans and Chicago Bears football fans they gotta be so torn oh those poor bastards (laughs) but they're they're happy they're happy but then they're also probably like yeah but it's the bears they're hopeless anyway who cares maybe if you throw two negatives in the pot something positive busts out of it um let's do a quick little breakdown uh, of the kevin warren you know tenure yeah um bad start the the start was so first of all um just the the how it was announced, how he kind of splashed onto the scene. Uh, he he didn't seem impressive right from the start. The the stage presence, if you will, wasn't there. Now, okay, being new at your job in a big role like this and the 2020 ridiculousness with the pandemic happens. Okay, we are not saying he didn't get put into a, a bad spot. He did. He did. I just believe there's a lot of people that would have provided stronger leadership and leadership where he was more, where, where a person was more present. More present would have been great. At least pretending like you tried to stop it from happening would have been great. I mean, he just came around and said, yes, yeah, so we're not going to play football. And uh, so anyway, next topic of a business. And everyone's like, whoa, 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 wait a second here. He, I think he, he either underestimated or just, ignored the fact that people care about college football and big 10 territory. And I get it that ultimately the presidents are the ones that have the decision. But what do you believe that he was in that room fighting for football? Absolutely. not. No, I don't think anybody does. And I've read, let's just say I've read articles from people that want to lend a friendly ear to Kevin Warren. They also have stated what you're stating right there. You, you kind of threw it out there. Was it, did he not know or did he just, uh, I don't know. I, I can't remember exactly how you worded the second part, but this is what I want to say. I firmly believe a, a guy that had, you know, the background that he did, he, he was not a college football guy. I am no. convinced. And I'm even more convinced that he totally underestimated how much Big Ten football fans like Big Ten football. Yes. He, I don't think he had a clue. No, and, and he just then, thought he was going to come in with his ideologies, and that was going to you know, supersede anything football-related. He, he did. He thought that's what people wanted to hear. Yeah. And my question is, is that what he was told? Was he told? Uh, he might, I mean, boy, maybe he was. Maybe I should be a little more sympathetic. I don't know. But Obviously, but he, but he, he obviously it, would, it would be incredible to sit down and – have a drink with, I don't know if he drinks or not or whatever, but be like, all right, you know, we're in a safe spot here. You tell me 
your side of the story. But let's say he was told this is what you're going to go up and say. You got to present it in a way like, oh, gosh, we were really fighting for this. And he, there was none of that. Oh, they're just, no. we're not going to play. Yeah. It was like canceling dinner plans. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, the other thing. Uh, at not such a great place, you know, like just a <laughs> run of the mill joint on the corner. Hey, we're not going to make it to Packies. <laughs> right. Sorry. Um, and then, I don't know if you remember this, but him talking from his desk with a poorly angled camera. Like, yeah. dude, I am, <laughs> thankfully, we're getting past the Zooms and the Teams a little so much. There's more in, but you, we still have to do this stuff, you yeah. know. You can see my computer's right here. I, what, what do I got it on right there? You got it on a box, so it's raised up, so you got a better perspective. I do the same thing. Because we're normal people. Right. I literally last lost respect right there. And I'm like, I, I can see his chin. It's like his under part of his chin. Yeah. And of course, that gigantic movie theater screen upper <laughs> lip. Still can see that. And then behind him, remember all the credentials that he put behind him? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then he went gone. He was missing. MIA. Never saw him. Where's, weeks where's Kevin? Weeks and weeks. Where's Kevin? Oh. Season's back on. Dude, that was bad. And then... That was bad. It was remember, the biggest gaffe in the history of the Big Ten. Didn't I remember how the schedule was bungled, too? Yep. It just... What are we even doing here? That was bad. And now, then I, he, I believe he was the first one to say, okay, but we're not going to play other conferences. We're just going to do conference play, and then everybody kind of followed suit with that. Yeah. I, I wonder if in his head, he's just like, man, best I could have done with that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, don't you think after that, he's probably like, boy, I got to look for something else. Do you think so? Or do you think other people? He never, there's no way he could have possibly felt comfortable after all that was said and done. I don't think he felt comfortable. That's a great point. Now, with that being said, we saw a lot more of Kevin, old K-Dub, not long after that. Why? Well, because he had a a pretty hot 2022. (laughs) Yes, he did. Adding USC and UCLA. Now, that is something – let's just say there's two things. Adding UCLA and USC and the TV deal, okay? Now, I'm going to say this. I think I could have been in charge for, to get the TV well, deal. Well, I was going to say a lobotomized person could have gotten that deal done. And it's a good deal. Don't get me wrong. But, like, when has the Big Ten ever gotten a bad TV deal? It's just – it's, it's, li- it's, it's never happened. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, I mean this as a compliment. My wife would have brokered that deal. She, she does big things at her job. She would have gotten that shit done. I mean, it's like, I guess he didn't drop the ball. That's good. Yeah. Like, you know, we, yes. we expect you to get a good deal done. And he, and he did. So you got to give him credit. Okay. And it, it is it is a great deal. It's a billion dollars, man. Yeah. And so that's fantastic. Now, I wonder, you know, hopefully someday, and I think it will, the USC UCLA addition to the Big Ten will be in a 30 for 30 like documentary. I hope. Because that would be very, very interesting. To watch. I would love to get a peek behind the curtain there. It won't be 30 for 30 because I doubt ESPN is going to spend the money no. to do it. But maybe Fox has got its own. Maybe they'll, they're like, oh, 30 for 30? We're going to do 40 for 40. They're going to do a little bit better. Um, maybe maybe Fox will do that someday. So, we'll, and what I'm getting at is maybe, by the way, that was like seven-minute abs. I don't know if you are No, I know. They, I, I got it. Um, what I'm what was the original one? Eight-minute abs? Eight-minute abs. So seven-minute abs, yeah, man. Yeah, seven, man. You know, unless it's 
Somebody comes up with six. Right. No, seven. <laughs> God, I gotta watch that movie. It's been a while. Um, uh, was it? Uh, I would like to know: is was that Kevin Warren being big, being big time? Did he say it is time to put my big boy britches on and make a splash because I don't want to be here any longer? So, and did, then you can did walk his out. audacity to go do something because he had nothing to lose at that point. And he went and got USC and UCLA. Is there, is there more credit that is owned to Kevin Warren for those two teams coming in? And now he's like Costanza walking out on a high note, right? That's what he did. And by the way, this is his crown jewel. It it was a, it was a great thing that he pulled off. It was a coup. And the ironic part is though, that I hate it. Right. Cause I don't, I want the old big 10 back. Of course. And, And then, I mean, I, I don't think it's without question that he, with this move, he ticked off more people than he made people happy. If you look it over the whole college football landscape. Yeah. But I mean, but it's something that he had to do. He I had to make so. a huge move and he did. He did. Uh, and, and again, like, you know, you mentioned the Costanza thing, but just like, if he's building his resume, right. <laughs> you, you laugh. Like if it's literally like bullet points, you know, like, like a normal person like me and you would put together. Does he put down, you know, uh, uh, got Big Ten Conference through tumultuous, you know, 2020 season course, by being invisible, play. <laughs> and then added, you know, uh, uh, college football mainstays USC and UCLA, and then finally brokered 1.1 billion dollar TV. I mean, that's it. Winds up looking like a good. It resume. looks great. <laughs> so, so hats off to K Dub. Yeah. And by the way, have you seen a thing? About who our next commissioner is going to no. be? No, just, just crickets. Are we are we candidates, Kurt? Uh, maybe. Uh, I haven't been contacted. You, there's normally speculation articles flying all over the place, right? What is going on? Just get Jim Phillips, please, please, I mean, do please. Think, do, you, do you think that's what's going on right now? Maybe it's, he's already taken the job, and that's They're why just like, we got to make it look like we're doing something or right. something like that. I would be happy with Jim Phillips. Um, See, I at one point I um, had a list of names that mm. I had seen thrown out in one article I had okay. read, and two or three of them looked interesting. Besides Jim Phillips, well, we got time. We'll look, yeah, we'll, we'll look through that again. All right, I think that's our last bullet point. The one thing I was going to say is to add to bring it all the way back to the beginning of the podcast. Uh, so my old man, the 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 ancient Greek, um, first vehicle he ever purchased straight cash homie okay back in the 70s was a orange f-150 or oh nice yeah um so that was the i mean that was the family truck man you know like my older brothers and i we each took turns like that was the truck you drove to school yeah so by the time you know i was driving that thing it was it was old and it was rusted and it was beat up so i nicknamed it the illini the orange crush the orange? No, are you serious? Dead serious. You well, can ask any of my. You can ask any of my high school. I was. I was waiting to give you a, give you a little snippet at the wow. end. There. Yeah, Orange Crush man. You were ahead of your time. You didn't gotta, even know they existed. You know what? I'll, I'll uh, I will ask the ancient Greeks if they can find a picture from back in the day. It might be a Polaroid. I love those old seventies oh, trucks. Those dude, are that, so cool. And it had the the bench seating. 
in the front. Yeah, right. It was always dusty because we lived down a gravel road and it was a but farming there was truck. But no, there was no extended cab. It was no. just a cab. It was just me and my dad. Yes. Uh, you know, listening to AM radio, listening but to Paul could... Harvey driving around, you know, uh, gravel roads in Iowa. But you could fit someone in the middle. Of course, no seatbelt. No, no God s- forbid. seatbelts. What are, right. we, what are we, you know, but the, hippies? But the body of the truck had zero like character to it, just straight. Which gave it character. I, I agree. But I just remember, you know, hard corners. You just slid. Yeah. Because it was just, it was like a hard, almost plasticky leather. Yes. Just full of dust. Yeah. Fantastic. When you slam the doors, like, yeah. Like, I had a 1988 Ford Escort. Oh, did you really? Two door hatchback. My cousin's family's, my cousin's, my family of cousins, very poorly worded. They were an escort family. We, we, we were an escort family. We had multiple. Let me ask you this. So the first escort they had, I wouldn't remember the year, but it was like a blue escort. The second one they had was like almost like a hatchback type of escort. It was red. And it was the first car I'd ever seen okay. where uh, when you turned it on, it was the automatic seatbelt. Oh, oh, okay. This is how much of an escort expert I am. <laughs> That started in the 1989 model of Ford Escort. Are you serious? So we had one that was predated that and one with the automatic seatbelt. You had, ex- so did my cousins. Yep. Same thing. Oh, man. Boy, did we do a lot of naughty things in those escorts. Those were the days. The 90s, man. It was a different time. I could Maybe I, maybe the, my calling is starting a Ford Escort museum. Let's do a Ford Escort museum. And here's the beer that we will serve is the old uh, um, uh, Michelob. Ah, uh, yes. With the, with the, with the paper, the Saran, t- wasn't it like a Saran wrap type? No, of- I mean, it's not Saran. Oh, wrap. What, it was, it like was a, paper, wasn't it? Oh, it was paper. And it was, I, there is a style of bottle that you call the, the old Michelob. Anyways, it looks like a lava lamp. It looks, it does. It, that is perfect. It yeah. looks like a lava lamp. I think we may have talked about this before, but there's actually a website committed to to bring it how great would it be to be driving down a gravel road in a 1989 escort slamming some Michelob's man but i would prefer the 88 that was my that was my preferred okay that was my, my what, favorite you, year you go in the 88 i'll go in 89 90 i'd maybe go 90 they usually wink well, work out the kinks so for think, the second model so. i think 90 i believe is when they started the next the uh, generation okay think interesting so the 88 89 was the first automatic the first automatic seatbelt for the ford escort yeah 88 did not have it now the 88 i i like the look of it it's a little bit boxier yeah they rounded everything off in the 89 i would just like to uh, make sure it's known to some of our listeners that i was not old enough to drive a car in 1988 89 90 and and into the quite quite a way into the 90s for myself nor was i yet now i'll also say another difference was we did manual transmission. Had to do manual. Oh, I think. So uh, the 88 was yes. a four-speed. They went five-speed in 89. I think the automatic license, uh, automatic seatbelt was a was a five-speed. Nice. Yeah, I have to ask my cousin. Good I was, times. I was fine with four-speed. Yeah. And also, 50,000 miles, gasket's going to blow. I'm serious. Every time. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Hence, found on, ro- found on road dead. You know, it's always the... Uh, Calling card of Chevy people. All right, man, that was that was fun. Yeah, we, did, we did, didn't know we were gonna go there at the end of the podcast. I am Jeffrey the Greek. I am Bickert. This has been the Eyes on Big Podcast. We'll talk to you soon.